Welcome back to this week's podcast of Public Goods or Public Bads with Mackenzie, Danny, and Shannon. Today we will be focusing on the topic of unemployment insurance and the common question, does unemployment insurance lead to dependency? In a genealogy of dependency, tracing a keyword of the U.S. welfare state, Nancy Fraser and Linda Gordon explain the idea of welfare dependency. The idea behind welfare dependency is that people live off of their monthly welfare check and are less motivated to work hard because of the welfare benefits that they are receiving. This is not to say that dependency is the same as poverty. People in poverty need their welfare check to live. People who are dependent are taking advantage of the system while at the same time creating a stigma on the underclass work ethic and struggle. There is a well-documented and empirically studied consequence of unemployment insurance. An increase in UI increases the value of leisure relative to consumption and thus results in lowered benefits from employment. Individuals interpret this as an increased opportunity cost of working and thus reduces their incentive to work. Traditionally, this moral hazard has been observed empirically with a positive correlation between UI and unemployment durations such that an increase in UI raises unemployment duration. Labor economist Kuno Tashara examines the macroeconomic consequences of the moral hazard in UI using empirical evidence. Using a model derived from Menzo and Xi in 2001, he observes that an increase in UI negatively correlates with economic growth. Specifically, decreases in average wage, average employment duration, and aggregate output, and increases in layoff rates, average employment duration, and thus unemployment rate. Next, we hear from the expert directly. Kuno Tashar is an associate professor of economics at the University of Calgary, who has been published in the International Economic Review, Journal of Economic Development, and three other scholarly journals. Well, so we read your paper, uh, The Adverse Effects of Unemployment Insurance on Workers on the Job Effort and Labor and Market Outcomes. Uh, here you use three equations, uh, utility function of individuals, the maximum value of a job to firms, and a government budget constraint. Uh, and you assume competitive entry and market tightness, um, and a calibrated model from Menzo and Xi 2001. And your conclusion, uh, and this is directly from your paper, that a moderate increase in unemployment benefits decreases the average wage, the average employment duration, the aggregate output, and increases layoff rates, average unemployment duration, and thus unemployment rate. Uh, so can you talk a little bit about this conclusion uh, first, maybe inside the parameters of your model and then outside? Uh, which of these correlations do you think hold up in the real world and which of them do you think not so much? Sure. Actually, to be honest with you, I wrote that piece of paper as a exercise which we have ignored when we talk about unemployment insurance. Mm-hmm. So like in any policy uh, uh, intervention, uh, Unemployment insurance has intended consequence, of course, intended purpose to smooth the consumption when the workers get laid off. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I realize there must be or there might be some unintended consequence on unemployed uh, and on uh, employed workers. Mm-hmm. So that was my thought experiment. So if you actually can capture effects of unemployment insurance on employed worker. Mm-hmm what would be the consequences. Mm. So I wouldn't necessarily extrapolate my finding in the sense that, well, if you increase unemployment insurance, wage is gonna go down or worker get laid off, uh, worker get lazy and then laid off more. I wouldn't say that. Uh, 
it's kind of strange to say as an economist, but uh, I cut the effect of unemployment insurance in very stark way. Yeah. And then by doing that, I ignore a lot of uh, possible positive consequences on workers' uh, or labor market outcomes. So okay. you need to be seeing the result with grain of salt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's my general uh, message that I want to uh, come across. Yep, so you're certainly looking at a, a certain a certain part of unemployment insurance and, and not so much yes. the whole the whole phenomenon as a whole. Yes. Uh, but it's it's still interesting uh, your 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 findings uh, at, at least to us uh, what what do you think how do you think these hold up in in the real world, you know, even with the positive consequences, how do you think these negative consequences uh, would would play out in the real world? Does does one matter more than the other? Which ones do you think are perhaps uh, the most important? Yeah. Yeah, so it is actually important aspect of looking at the effect of any policy on employed workers. So if you compare Europe and American uh, labor market outcomes, uh, typically European economy is suffering prolonged unemployment and then longer duration of uh, unemployment and also uh, maybe uh, shorter working duration, uh, those kind of statistics can be uh, starkly comparable to American counterparts. And then the institutional difference in Europe and America is that Europe has wider safety net for being unemployed, mm -hmm. and then, which is good as a social aspect of the greater support. Uh, I have not, uh, I want to support that, yep. but at the same time, it may come at the cost. Yeah. And then the cost may come from the fact that actually uh, decrease employed workers' incentive. Yeah. Yeah. So that has been ignored, or that couldn't be, that couldn't have been captured in typical labor uh, economy model. So yeah. that's what I realized that my model uh, could capture uh, in a consistent macroeconomic framework. So I don't know if you have noticed, but that paper is pretty short yep. because that was sort of uh, originally that was part of uh, a paper which I published in another journal. Yeah. Yeah. So that was more or less my numerical exercise, numerical mm -hmm. experiment. Uh, if you incorporate the workers' effort yeah. Yeah. Uh, into macroeconomic context. Mm -hmm. what can be captured. And then unemployment insurance is natural testing device. I see. Yes. Well, I, I, I just I have a little bit of a curious question about that because it's it's very hard to quantify um, how much a worker's effort is worth. Or, or, yes, yeah, yeah it without, is. Without difficult. making all these assumptions, uh, you know, maybe they all work the same, maybe, you know, one group. Maybe, so, so it's very hard to capture um, mm -hmm. behavior in that sense. Um, right. How, how do you think how do you think uh, the differences would be between the real world and maybe your model and some of the other mo models that labor economists have come up with? So it's actually, uh, I don't mean to brag too much about my own work, but uh, it's actually a frontier in many ways that I'm trying to capture something unobservable. Mm -hmm. And then I have a colleague who is working on econometrics issue of finding some uh, way to capture that kind of unobservable effect. Mm -hmm. And then workers, uh, unemployment duration of workers or 
say output or many latent variables can be used as a proxy for the productivity and then that can be somehow related to the worker's effort mm -hmm. and then that in itself is a frontier research area in econometrics yeah. and then i'm trying to borrow their uh, <laughs> progress into my macro framework so it's okay. pretty much very cutting edge in some sense but it's yeah. primitive uh, in in the other way around. Yeah, so it's still very much an estimate of, of, of how how much uh, the effort is going to play into yes. the whole the, yes. the big picture. Uh, mm -hmm. But it's but it's but it's the best we have. So, so. <laughs> yeah. So uh, at this point, I'm suggesting the direction of change or changes, mm -hmm. and then I'm uh, uh, hoping somebody <laughs> to follow this area of research. Mm -hmm. Maybe you guys. Maybe. And uh, in econometrics, maybe some techniques are utilized, or maybe data can be found. So it's actually exciting area of research. An important aspect of evaluating unemployment insurance is how this program is viewed by the current population and how these opinions about the program have changed up to this point. A study led by researcher Joya Misra has explored how welfare dependency has been a dominant topic for decades and how the depiction of this program has varied greatly over time through the media. Media representations of unemployment insurance have highlighted the dependency aspect. However, there is significant support for the program as well. In addition, depictions of dependency may be influenced by factors such as racialized and gendered images of welfare recipients. Currently, the unemployment rate for white Americans is 3.4% compared to 6.5% for African Americans, and the current unemployment rate is 3.8% for men and 3.7% for women. The researchers found that media representations of recipients as African American minorities are associated with the use of dependency rhetoric. Rhetoric of dependency among women has also increased exponentially, partially due to increases in unmarried and teen motherhood. Race and gender bias help explain this variation in the discourse about welfare programs. Our next guest is a student at Colgate who grew up in a single mother household supported by welfare. Under the promise of anonymity, she has agreed to share her experiences. My mom received welfare while, while I was growing up. She was a part-time tutor at Kuman, which was an elementary math and reading academy, and she did her best to support us. But in 2007, she was laid off when her branch was closed. So we lived in a condo which she received from the divorce and spent our money very carefully. And when Obama won the election and created the reform, it was good for us. But as time went on, there was this stigma around welfare and we couldn't talk about it. Articles appeared talking about how like lazy, dependent citizens were dragging down the economy, which I really think is unfair because not everyone is given the same opportunities and circumstances. As the New York Times Post in 2015 recognized, um, the government benefits dropped almost one-third between 1893 and 2005 for the lowest single-income families, while single-parent households have more than tripled since 1960 most of which is made up by women. Is the current media depiction of welfare really fair?
Although the media perpetuates a negative depiction of those that use unemployment insurance, there are several studies that show that this may not be true. In the paper, Productivity Gains from Unemployment Insurance, Darren Ace-McGlue and Robert Schimmer found that offering a moderate level of unemployment insurance actually caused increases in both welfare and the level of output when compared to not offering any unemployment insurance. The reasoning behind this finding is that people will avoid the risk of unemployment by taking low-productivity jobs when unemployment insurance is not offered. On the other hand, when moderate unemployment insurance is offered, it allows workers to take more risks by applying to higher-productivity jobs that are more suited to them, which is what leads to the increases in both welfare and level of output. When applying these results to the current unemployment insurance level in the United States, the findings suggest that decreasing the current level of unemployment insurance would cause a decrease in both welfare and output, but a moderate increase would allow for better allocations of workers and improved risk sharing. And that concludes this week's podcast of Public Goods or Public Bads. We hope that you found a new understanding of the discussion surrounding unemployment insurance and how this may lead to dependency. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for our discussion on disability insurance. Would you be covered?